What is up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Wow uh, Friday the Fourteenth podcast. One of your hosts, the uh, emo Sawal One Franco. Wednesday the Twelfth podcast. <laughs> Wednesday the Twelfth. <laughs> uh, I'm your uh, second half. Uh, always, always good to be here with the lovely, most beautiful looking man on planet Earth, Franco. Um, Matt, I'm, I'm Maddie Fresh. I'm not as good looking, but um. You're very sexy. Oh, thank you. I'm gonna hold that. I'm gonna take that comment to the grave. I'm gonna remember it 30 years from now and be like, I remember one day Franco called me sexy. When my kids one are day. like, you're old. I do it a lot, like, man. They're like, oh, you're old. I'm gonna be like, mm, Franco thought I was sexy. <laughs> uh, how you doing, man? How's it going? I'm doing. I'm doing good, man. I'm. I'm living life. Um, I'm breathing, I'm buying, I'm purchasing nostalgic action figures, which is, which is, it's a really scary road to go down. Hey man, um, my life's too short. You're right, man. And it's just like, I'm holding on to that inner child who didn't have to live in today's society. And, uh, you know, movies, just movies, man. They just said this month I've been getting beat up because it's like every week I'm there. Man, this year has been a pretty good uh, release for movies so far. Oh my gosh, we the had, theaters uh, are back. What we had so far, we had Megan, Ant Man, uh, Scream Six that we're talking about today, Creed uh, Three, Creed Three. We uh, still got Shazam, John Wick Four coming out. We got Evil Dead Rise, Rain. Oh man, we just rebuild. It on stop, bro. The movies are just ba ba ba. Like you thought you were gonna take a day off? Ba, no, you're not. Give me your money. I'm more uh, famous than the popcorn guy at my local theater. The the popcorn guy though, uh, he's about to be at a wrestling show next week. Here in what? He was on a he was in a Jimmy Kimmel skit and was at the Oscars. Yeah, at the Oscars. Uh, did you watch the Oscars? I didn't watch them. I only saw the recaps and the people winning. Yeah, I, I really didn't watch them either. But everything, everywhere, all at once deserved every reward it got. Every award it got. It I, got I like what three, four. Reward. It got everybody in the in the cast pretty much got an award, man. It's pretty good. I mean, yes, I, I don't want to mess with the names, but I think it's Michelle Yeoh and Jamie Lee Curtis. Um, uh, da, 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 something Quan. I, I think it's like Keloy Quan. I don't want to pronounce his name wrong. I only know him as 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 Data from the Goonies. Short round from Indiana Jones, and he magnificent in that role too. So, and then Brendan Fraser won an award, much very well deserved. Yeah, for the well. Yes, I just saw that movie the other day. I haven't seen it yet. I've been wanting to though. Um, but today we are reviewing a new uh, theater movie that just released Ooh, Friday or Thursday. Mm-hmm. One um, Scream Six. Wednesday, if you went to the 3D release. Ah, uh, Wednesday. Yeah, the cool kids went there. Did you go? No, no, I didn't go see the 3D release. I didn't go either. Yeah. Uh, I don't watch movies in 3D since I have glasses. Nah, I can't glass. stand it. It messes with my eyes and it's just, ugh. Yeah. Half the time it's the most random stuff that's 3D too. Yeah, it's not even like the good scenes. Yeah, it's like, probably wasn't any ghost scene. It was like a character farting. It's like, oh, yay, 
But uh, before we start, you can uh, give us a follow on Instagram, Friday the 14th Podcast, or Emo Small Productions, and on YouTube if you haven't subscribed to the subscribe button right now. And uh, yeah, we're live every uh, Wednesday at 6 p.m. to review another horror movie. Mm-hmm. But we're reviewing Scream 6 today, uh, which just released uh, New York New Rules. Mm. It was uh, directed by, I, I can't pronounce the last name, uh, Matt Bedinelli, Olpin, and Tyler Gillette. And uh, stars Courtney Cox, uh, Melissa Barrera, Jenna Ortega, Jasmine Savoy Brown, Mason Gooding, Skeet Ulrich, uh, Roger Jackson as the voice of uh, Ghostface, uh, Dermot Mulroney, Jack Champion, Josh Segarra. Scarer, and uh, a whole bunch of other people, including Hayden. I don't know how to pronounce the last name. Penitentiary. Penitentiary. I always say penitentiary. <laughs> <laughs> penitentiary. But um. Let's see the budget of this film. I can never find IMDb for whatever reason. Yeah, Budget was thirty-five million. Opening thirty-five million. So far, as the I don't know, so far it stays here, uh, 44 million. Wow. Or 48 million, my bad. Ooh. Oh, that's like current, like today, or if that's just for yesterday or whatnot. But. Yeah, it could be, yeah, just one of those, because I know it's, it's, gonna, it's, gonna, that, this movie is ranking in dough right now, man. Yep, it, ranking in that it's, dough. It's floating on clouds of. Cash, but uh, is that all I usually cover? I can't remember. I guess we get into ratings. That's all I usually cover. Um, you usually do a little read through your synopsis. Oh, yeah, there you go. That's what I was thinking. (laughs) Synopsis in the next installment, the survivors of ghost the ghost face killings leave Woodsboro behind and start a fresh chapter in New York City. That's some basic uh, actually, shit. You know what's crazy? The, the one under it is actually written by Paramount. Following the latest Ghostface killings, the four survivors leave Woodsboro behind and start a fresh chapter in Scream 6. Melissa Barrera, Jasmine Savoy Brown, Mason Gooding, Jenna Ortega, Hayden Panettiere, and Courtney Cox return to their roles in the franchise alongside Jack Champion, Henry, and all the, a bunch of names. Yeah, that was actually Paramount being like, yeah, this is what we want y'all to read. Like, and oh, they damn, ran. Damn it. Something else. But uh, ratings, man. I am interested to see what you rate this on a scale of 1 to 5 Danny Trejo slash machetes. Woo! I've it's never been so damn screens. disappointed in a Scream film in my entire life, bro. So this baby gets 0.5 on my machete meter. Damn this was so a well. horrible film. It should have been a lot. Man, I know y'all fans are going to come for me. I do not care. Y'all like this because they fit. I'm kidding. Five machetes, homie. This baby gives five right. machetes. I enjoyed the hell out of this film, dude. I really like this film. I mean, if if, if I'm hating on, I'm gonna give it a solid five. I I just this it brought brought the heat, man. So if we're just rating on a scale of one to ten, you would give it a solid ten, a perfect ten. No, nah, I'd give it a eight or a seven. <laughs> Yo, but you'll give it a ten. Nah, I can't give it a 10 out of 10, bro. I'm giving it a, a five, five machetes. 
Now we're transferring that five to a, a larger scale. I got more to work with. You got to understand when you tell me at a 10, I'm thinking in the aspect of, okay, now there's more to like really like get into before I give it like, you know, cause I can't say like the movie 42, the Jackie Robinson, I give that 10 out of 10, but I can't put that in the ranks of 42. Cause it's like, it didn't move me the way 42 moved me. You know what I mean? Like, it, it didn't, so, so it's like, I can't be like, yeah, because then a 10 out of 10 to me is like, everything's great, you know, like storylines awesome, st- you know, like, uh, character development is great. This, this one, for what it is, is a 5 out of 5, because it's a, it's a slasher film, and it, 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 it like, just, it had me, like, clenched ass cheeks, like, who is it? Who is it? You know, and and every one of my guests is being wrong. Okay, I would, I was on the same podcast when they reviewed it on Monday, and um, out of ten, because that's what they rated it there, I gave it nine point five. Nine point five. That's yeah, that's because a ten to me, scream the OG. It, it's almost as good. I think the reason I give it a ten is because of nostalgia. But I think I ranked it just a little bit lower, so I'll still be number yeah. one. And but, as I said before, out of a out of a ten score, I give it an eight. You know, so I mean, but, I, I still think that's worthy. Out of five, I was thinking about it, like the rest of the week. I think I'm gonna give it four point five. Four point five? Okay. Yeah, four point five. It's not bad. Rewatchable. I enjoyed the fuck out of it. But yeah, a lot of the the killings were amazing <gasps> in it. Oh, big nut. Um, I just uh, I, I gotta get that still book now, you know, for this this one. It's I don't even know if it's a pre-order. Um, but uh, you already know I'm gonna put that in my bag once it goes. Before we get into it, so y'all know right now, spoilers ahead. Do not continue watching or listening if you do not want to be spoiled. If you don't give yeah. a fuck like I do, continue watching or listening. But if you give a fuck like I do. You turn this off right now. You go hide under your bed and you throw on some earphones. All right? Because you don't want to hear this. And again, if you don't, like Franco does, sit down. Grab a snack. Spoilers. Spoilers. Read that little tagline. Spoilers. Left and right. Going to be punching you in the face. Coming at you in 3D. So, let's get right into it. All right. Last week, I was thinking about it. I don't know if you agree with me, but every opening scene of the screen is iconic for the most part part yes. three i can't remember much of but um yes. they always have a way of having an opening scene that's intriguing and then it's the, the the fucking title and then we get into the story um scream five last year was the first what happened i'm thinking of the opening scene of this one and uh i'm uh, uh, getting uh sad. five last year got me because it was the first time uh, the person at the beginning didn't die. So I was thinking last week, oh. how are they gonna, how are they gonna change it up and keep it iconic? And I was thinking, I was like, you know what? It would be pretty cool if they have the reveal, and then the whole time you're just thinking, oh, who? It's that person. Don't trust them. Don't trust them. Stop. Stop. Stop trusting him. And then whenever we got the opening scene. I was like, oh, thank God they didn't do that because I would have been so pissed off that they did that. But the opening scene was uh, had smart, Samara weaving in it, like you said. Samara weaving. That's the scream queen in my opinion. Samara yeah. weaving. But she was in it. She, uh, I don't know if you want to go all the way through it or what. 
That makes me sad. Team by scene for it. Well, I mean, we could just we can run through it. it it's it's uh, you, you want to run through it, or you want me to run run through it? Just say what happened exactly. Uh, you can run through it real quick. Yeah, it's basically start off a scene in a bar slash uh, restaurant. She's sitting at the bar counter, uh, waiting for a blind date or somebody that she met through a dating app. Um, they're texting her, hey, can't find the place. Leads to her uh, calling them. Oh, and them giving her a call. And you know once that call, once they once they ask if they can call, you, you know what's about to happen. Uh, they end up saying they don't know, they can't find it, they feel like an idiot. Um, it, it's funny because the voice, if you listen to the voice, it sounds like McLovin. It sounds like Christopher Mintz, the guy talking. Um, and, uh, you know, so she goes outside and then uh, she's like, yeah, I'm, I'm out here. Oh, I still can't see you. <sighs> forgive me for saying this, but the dumbass goes into an alley because they're like, oh, I, I'm, I'm in this alley. Oh, she's and, also uh, a professor, a movie a film. Horror. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, horror film, and she's talking about, like, the type of horror that she likes to, her class to review and stuff like that. And she's also, uh, like, I think she's a, maybe, maybe she's more like Australian. Was he Australian or British? She's like, I think she was Australian. Australian. She was a mix. Um, and again, I'm I'm so mad because uh, is this Samara weaving really guys, um. So yeah, so she goes into this alley, doesn't see this guy, and then I think what he pops out right like it, it, he's in another part of the alley because this alley kind of it's straight and then there's like a a dent in it like yeah, I go a, like perpendicular or yeah whatever. yeah and yeah. so yeah and so she looks at that and he comes out a uh, ghost face does, and he goes. He, like, kind of tells her, you know, like, first rule is you never pick up the phone or, like, never answer the phone. And schools her, like, yeah, you fucking dumb professor. You should have known that. And then stabs the shit out of her. And you're like, what? And I'm sad because I'm like, really? Samara Weaving is just the, the killer. She's the Drew Barrymore of this of this, uh, of this this film. And I was kind of sad. But I was like, you know what? Hey, get the bag. So she gets stabbed to death like crazy. And then you're like, dude, introduce Ghostface. But no. The man reveals himself. And who is it? Flash fucking Thompson from Spider-Man. You see what happens whenever Peter the, loses the identity at the end of No Way Home? Nobody knows that he exists, and Flash becomes a fucking killer and studies film. It's crazy. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, you get the, you get the face reveal, and you're like, what the? What the hell? It's too early. But as we're going to continue... That's that's just that's that's the start. That's what you get. Yeah, he uh, um, takes off the the mask, yes. uh, puts the the robe and everything in his backpack, walks mm-hmm. out the alley like nothing happened, like yep. a regular person, and uh, goes home at his apartment. Um, yeah, I guess he has a roommate or a friend uh, there. He crosses and, um, paths with uh, Tara at one point. Yeah, that's right. He uh, crosses asking for Tara. Sam, and um, he gets back to his apartment. Uh, his friend calls him, and uh, he's looking for his friend pretty much because he thinks his friend's not there. Turned out to be Ghostface, yeah. and I like, I love, I love this opening scene so fucking much. Um, he, the Ghostface, plays uh, hot and cold with him. He yeah. goes, looks for his friend, and he keeps getting hotter. Opens up the refrigerator, and his friend is um, chopped up in the refrigerator. Yes, I didn't want to say yeah. murders in the room, but yes. <laughs> And um, it's Jeffrey Dombard. Yeah, there you go. That's exactly what I saw. I was like, <laughs> yeah. uh, 
but yeah, and then he uh, goes face pops out, kills him, and everything. I think that whole opening sequence was amazing. Uh, yes. The reason him and his friend wanted to do it was to uh, redo like the films and all that. He killed um, the professor Samara Weaving because of because um, uh, I think she gave him a felon grade, right? Yes, and um, yeah, that's why he says like the bitch gave me uh, something something on on uh, on my review. Um, but one one thing that he does mention though that's kind of key is he does say we're finishing Richie's film. Mm-hmm. Um, so these were friends of Richie, and for those of you who've seen, remember our review on Scream Five, Richie and Abby were the killers at the end of that film. Um. And uh, so, yeah, he mentions it. And then when he's dying, what does he say? He says, like, what about the film? And then Ghostface says, fuck the... F-, or, like, what? He's like, fuck the film. Or or he says something. Films, yeah. yeah. And uh, then you're just like, what? And he's wearing, like, a different Ghostface mask. Like, it's uh, kind of... Uh, like the cover. The cover uh, or the yeah, Ghostface like, uh, mask. Uh, well. Worn out Ghostface mask. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's opening sequence. Uh, based off that opening sequence, man, that's probably my favorite i think it beats out drew barrymore scene uh oh fuck yeah dude the refrigerator scene um yeah and then it just plays with you too it's like oh we just revealed the killer i'm like oh they're going that route you know and then you even have him say hey tara and she's like hey and then you're like oh shit so yeah you know he's the killer he knows tara you know and then he's like where's your sister i thought she was gonna come and then she's like well i don't know that's not my job to invite her that's yours and you're like, oh, he's after both of them. And then just to find out that he's not even the the ghost face and him neither his friend. It was just, oh man, it was so good. To me, yes, it definitely beats out the Drew Barrymore one. Like this was good. This is great. What else did you want to uh, get into about it? Um, I want to get into the fact that um um <laughs> no, the, I was going to say there's discount Evan Peters in this film. Check out why they just didn't get Evan Peters. Like, I know. I was like, this is pretty much discount Evan Peters. I feel like they like, probably wanted to, but then Jen Ortega's price went all the way up, and they're like, fuck, we can't afford him no more. Yeah. It's like, fuck it. We had just enough in the budget, and then Jen Ortega's like, I just came off a of Wednesday. And they're like, oh, fucking shit. Um, what did you think about uh, – how did you feel that um... – Neve Campbell, Sydney didn't return this film. Um. Uh, okay. She. The story is that she didn't feel that what they were going to pay her was uh, acceptable. Like, um, she felt away in a way. She felt degra- it was degrading. Um. Here's the thing. I don't know how Hollywood works, but I am a person who believes that you should know your self worth. And if Neve Campbell was asking for, you know, X amount of dollars um, and they thought, well, you know what, fuck it, we're not going to do that. You got to remember, Neve Campbell is not really making films right now. So she's, you're asking her to, hey, can you get back into the acting mode? I know you're probably living a different life right now, but we need you to come back to get the money. And you're not willing to give these characters the money that they're asking for. Especially when you are like multi-billion dollar companies. Uh, it puts a bad taste in my mouth. Because I'm like, you know what? Maybe she was right in being like, hey, you know, uh, you're not going to pay me what 
what I'm asking for, it's just that simple, then, you know, I'm not going to do the movie. And I'm like, hey, know your worth. I mean, Scarlett Johansson sued Disney because they released Black Widow in theaters and on streaming the same day. And that, and Disney told her that they weren't going to do that. And because of that, it cost the movie millions and she didn't get the bag. And so she, she, she sued Disney and won. And it's like, dude, it's because these women know their worth. They know it's like, hey, you want me in the film? So so is, is, is there a Neve Campbell... I don't feel like there's... Because uh, I feel like the, the last movie did a really good job of, of introducing new characters. So it's what we're expecting for this one. You know, your, your characters like Sam and Tara and the twins are who you're really focused on. So even though Neve's, Neve Campbell's Sidney Prescott's absence is felt in the film, I don't feel like it stalled the film from still being able to... Although I, I have been hearing that they had to change the motive of Ghostface... Uh, when she said when she said she wouldn't come back. So again, always self-respect, uh, self-worth. Neve, I got no hate, no qualms against you. You do you, uh, but I do hope you return if there is another one. I hope they're able to give you the bag because I know damn well, Jenna Ortega's bag must have been like pretty pretty pricey. I mean, you're looking at somebody who's kind of like in the horror genre now, um, is making TV shows left and right. It's it's you know, it it, it you. Come on, you know yeah. you know that her bag. I was must thinking maybe or uh, Jenna Ortega probably signed on for like multi multi uh, film deal with them, but I don't know. Um, I agree with you on Eve. I could uh, we could go on and on about that conversation, but I meant more like the character. Did you? Um, I don't, I don't think it needed her. Like it didn't need. That's what I'm saying. Because it was in New York. We're already focused on the other ones. Like I don't, exactly. I feel it. Then like if they do a part seven, I don't want her back. Not, not at this point, because... I think because you've grown to know these new characters and you, yeah. you, you're invested in these new characters, which was the whole point of the last film, like they said. It's to have the legacy characters return to fill the void and then introduce the new set. And that's exactly what Scream 5 did. So agree, I agree with you on that. As What you're saying right now, you're hitting the points. Um, if she does return, I would want her to die. In part seven. But... Um... What's some part six you want to talk about? Like what? Um, what are some of your favorite scenes? Oh, dude, one of my favorite deaths in this film. Oh my gosh. Um. Okay, first of all, I want to mention some stuff. Sam's little boyfriend, right? The dude who's just kind of there. I fucking love that dude, and I don't even love him because of this movie. I love him because he played Adrian Chase in Arrow, Prometheus, and he was, like, one of the most badass villains in that, in that, in that series, um, and, uh, what season was he on? I think it's, like, season seven or season six. Okay, I think I've only been up to, like, four and, and, it, and it's, yeah, it, he's, like, he's so badass, and then after that, I saw him in Orange is the New Black, and then after that, I saw him in, uh, when did I see him in Before Scream 6? It was, like, right before, oh, yeah, he was in She-Hulk. He was one of the lawyers in She-Hulk, like her group of friends. But I just, I love that guy as an actor. And I just feel like seeing him on screen, I was like, fuck yeah. Because he's able to play a part that you're like, is he a good guy? Is he a bad guy? You know what I mean? Like he has that vibe. Um, and I know he can play the bad guy really well because I saw it in Arrow. Uh, that was one of my, but one of my favorite scenes, man, to be honest with you. <sighs> Dude, it's the death of... Anika, 
Anika is the girlfriend of um I don't want to I don't want to mess up her name either of Mindy. And so there's this there's this scene where Ghostface is attacking them in their apartment and uh I'm going I don't want to call him Adrian Chase. That's not his name. The boyfriend of Sam or Danny. Danny. It's Danny. Yeah, so Danny basically he lives in the in the same apartment complex but there's like a there's this distance between the way the apartment complex is, sh- is shaped in New York, it's it's New York. Um, and so he's like, you know what, I'm going to help him. He opens up his window, um, throws out a ladder. Sam gets across the ladder. Then after Sam, you got Mindy. She gets across the ladder. Uh, but Anika's been stabbed. And Ghostface, they've been trying to hold him off with this little dresser. And that motherfucker's kicking. I saw him. I was like, I was kind of like, calm the fuck down, bro. Like, damn, that is not your house. But he didn't care. So it's kicking and kicking, and then Anika's crossing. And, oh, dude! At first, like I'm always like, if they die, they die. You're just, you're just, you're just, uh, what do you call it? Fodder. You're just kill fodder. Like you're just there for a kill. But it's when they start to talk that it hits the heartstrings, because he's, because he starts to fucking move the ladder on the other side, and she goes, I don't want to die. I don't want to die. And then I'm like, why do? You- Why'd you have to fucking... Why did you give it character? Don't give it... Now I feel bad because I'm putting myself in this situation. I could just imagine, you know, uh, somebody being like, I don't want to die. I don't want to die. And then you're like, fuck, I got to make sure they don't die. And then what happens? Ghostface twists the ladder and this bitch doesn't just fall to her death. She fucking cracks her head on a, on a trash can. That's what got me is that you get the cracked head on the trash can and then her face. And later on, they show the face too. And I was like, dude... By far, I enjoyed the shit out of that death. Yes, I felt bad, but as soon as I saw the death, I was like, well played. Well played. That was really good. That was one, that was one of my favorite scenes in the film. I think my favorite uh, death was um, the therapist. <laughs> you, dude, dude, yes, that was, another, that, was, that was another one of my favorite ones. It's something about... I'm going to let you explain that. Why you... Yeah, he... Um... Ghostface just like pretty much is uh, knocking on the door or whatever, and he sees him and like he just uh, like glass he breaks through and just grabs him, pulls him uh, a couple times, and then like he stabs him right in the eye, right? Yes. Yeah. Uh, it was it was it was a fantastic death, honestly. It's something to me. You know what? Like, you know what gets me going? You know what turns me on? Face stabs. For some reason, it's one of the reasons I liked like Terrifier. Like, getting stabbed in the face, it just seems like the cruelest thing to do. Because remember, you're getting stabbed everywhere, so you're like, ah, I feel it. Like, ah, that hurts. Like, ah, I'm dying. Like, ah, you know? But you get stabbed in the face. It's like, yo, your time is thin. You know, you're getting stabbed on the sides here and there. Yeah, they might hit an artery or they might hit something wrong. You know, if they go for the heart, definitely gone. But there's that chance of survival. He gets stabbed in the face. He's like, really, dude? The one thing that I kind of need, you're taking from me? And as soon as it went through his eye, I'm like, now nah, you're gone. There ain't no surviving that. There ain't no surviving that. Um, I was supposed to get it before we got started, but uh, who uh, did you think it was going to be? How And how many people did you think it was going to be? I thought it was going to be two killers. Um, And I thought for a while I didn't want to believe it. Uh, but then I kind of thought it was going to, well, a part of me, as I said before, I, I thought I got it wrong, but no, in a way, uh, at first I, I didn't, it's like the virgin, 
Like it's not going to be the Virgin. Like it's not, you know. But then when he when he wasn't there when they first all got attacked, it put a bad taste in my mouth. And then he was like, uh, uh, then he tells Chad like, oh I, I, I promise you I was a, a, a at study like I was a study I I have people to back it up. And Chad just goes like, okay, like no 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 no. I would have been like, bitch, bring every person that can account for you being there. I want to hear uh, eyewitness testimony. I want to run the cameras back. I better see you at study hall or wherever the fuck you're saying you were. Um, and that's when I was kind of like, yeah, that's a bit shady. And so that was kind of in my head. So I'm thinking, okay, maybe him. And then I thought it was going to be like a legacy character behind the mask of, a, of the other one. I thought it was going to be like one new, one old. And I was like, okay, I kind of vibe. Uh, and uh, I was I was wrong. But at the same time, that's trademark, bitches. So if y'all use that for the next the, the next installment, that was me and Franco's idea. That's Friday the 14th. I'm tagging that right now. Y'all can't just take that shit. But uh, I, I think a lot of people really wanted it to be Stu. That's what like, I wanted it. That's what I, they, I kept saying. Like it's gonna be Stu. It's gonna be Stu. They but, set uh, it up perfectly. Like even in part five, they set it up where perfectly for Stu, mm -hmm. and they just blue balled you where it wasn't Stu. And then this one, like they lined it up perfectly. Where it's like, oh shit, it's gonna be Stu. Even his mask was missing towards the ending. And yep. Like, yo, like it's gonna be Stu. And even in my head, I'm like, yo, if it's not, I'm gonna cry. And, and then cry. when they had that conversation too, like, oh, but Stu died. And then Mindy goes, yeah, but did he? You know, it kind of gave you more like, oh shit. Like, it's for sure it's gonna be Stu. We're gonna get fucking Matthew Lillard. But no, they fucking blue bombed the shit out of fucking. Fucking Matthew Lillard, the same way Warner Brothers fucking fucked him over and had Will Forte do the voice of him on Scoob, do the voice of Shaggy in that fucking Scoob movie. Will Forte, you are I like you, but you are a piece of shit when it comes to voice acting for for Shaggy. So yeah, man, I almost choked getting mad right now. I almost got. I, I love Matthew Lillard. He deserved uh, to be in this uh, film. But you thought it was gonna be Stu and uh, Ethan? Is it? It's, uh, wasn't it me? Uh, discount, discount, uh, Evan Peters. Yeah, just kind of. Uh, it's yeah, Ethan, Ethan. Yeah, Ethan Landry. Ethan Landry. But Ethan um, Landry. I thought it was gonna be um Stu as well, and Chad. Because Chad is the nephew Ooh. of Randy. I was like, it makes sense for him to get the nephew, and it'd be them too. And I, I, I think I was so glad I wasn't Chad. Like, like, yeah, I, I really like Chad. Um, uh, but like, just the I way like they Chad, kept building man. it up, where it's the, the always the love interest, and it was he was uh, finally starting to get feelings for uh, Tara and everything. I was like, yeah. I don't know, man. This is all of a sudden. Yeah, the whole the whole like uh, I was saying that too. My my fiance is like, how do you feel about them? Because my fiance is one of those people that all they got to do is flirt with each other once in the movie, and she's like, I ship them, and I'm like, dude chill out and she's just like but they're kind of cute i'm like this is random as fuck like in part five there was no like i kind of like chad i kind of want to be and then in this one it's like hey hey we're in the same bed i got a boner i want to kiss you you know it's just kind of like where is this coming from and why does this need to be a thing i kind of like that they're all friends i'm like what the, what the fuck are they pushing here um so so i'm glad it wasn't chad but at the same time dude I need to stab myself a few times because I don't I don't understand, dude. I thought I knew true crime, and I thought that stab wounds do a lot more. But in the Scream universe, they obviously don't do shit. And I'm just gonna figure out like this, what type of adrenaline I need to take in order to. Let's fucking... talk about that scene. This motherfucker 
This was an iconic scene, honestly. I, I yes, it's um, good. It's good. Both Ghostface are chasing after him, and he gets up and like he's getting stabbed by Ghostface, two Ghostface, multiple yes. times. Like you, lo- we probably lost count if we we're counting. Yes. And then he ends, at it. he ends up living. They say it, that he he's li- he's alive. <laughs> like, and then another thing that's so clean is after they stab him, they both stop. They both at the same time with their knives, and I was like. Because first it's one, and he's like, run! And I'm like, and then the second one, and then you're like, oh, and that scene just, like, had me, like, and then fucking, yeah, they do the whole, but there's no fucking way this fucker survived that, dude. There's no way. Yeah, that, that scene was really, really good. I enjoyed it, and I was like, man, like, I was like, man, if, since they killed off Shad, they made him look, go like a beast. And then just for him to stay alive. I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, he, that was a good kill for him to go out with. It was, yeah, it was. Because what are you going to do now in another movie if they decide to kill him? You're going to top that? How the fuck are you going to top that? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but like, I, I enjoyed that scene as well. Um, how'd you feel about the reveal? Oh, uh, I thought the reveal was cr- like, um, again, again, it had me believing it was Kirby. And I'm like, what the fuck, Kirby? Uh, why haven't you just opened your mouth and swallowed everybody? But then it was like, yeah, that's a different Kirby. Um, <laughs> no, and I thought like, uh, I thought, yeah, so the reveal, when it all comes down that they're like, it's three of them, really. What Like the third one is just the officer. And my fiance had guessed that early in the film. She's like, I think it's the cop. And I'm like, uh, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't think it is. And then when it was, I was like, fuck. And she's like, I got it right. I'm like, okay, so shut up. We get it. You're you're so good at this. Well, guess what? The the movie buff in the film, she gets it wrong too. Like whenever Minnie gets stabbed by Ethan in the subway, and then she's laying there, and she's like, "Fuck this franchise." Like I thought that was like so funny, but uh, no, the she reveal got really. Win in there. Huh? She got yes, yeah, 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 yeah. She goes, "It's, it's not because he's he's like in like in there just looking." Ag- Sorry, again, we, I... the the three killers were. Just so people aren't like confused. Yeah. Uh, Quinn, Ethan, and the officer. I forgot his name. Yeah, it the, was, uh, the motive. Uh, Detective was, Bailey. Detective Bailey. The motive was that that he is Richie's dad from Part Five, and those are the siblings as well, and they wanted revenge. Yes. Um, but continue. Yes. So yeah, the siblings are mad because Richie was killed, and the dad is going through great lengths to kill the people who killed his son who was a fucking psychopath so really i just don't understand why you're mad about that it's like if somebody shot up a fucking school and then some uh some good bystander killed them and then the family came for the guy that killed the person shooting up the school it's like bitch no that's a hero your fucking kid was crazy um and that goes to all school shooters out there i'm just putting it out there um uh but like for them to be like and i get it it's your son but at the same time dude your, your son was a trip uh, being a detective, you should have been more in his fucking life, so he wasn't making decisions like that. Um, but no, I thought that reveal was kind of crazy how they were all brothers, and then and then you find out that Ethan is an incel because he said it. He come on, he's like, hey, come on, it's perfect. It's the, the alpha. I got, I got. Uh, what is it called? Uh, dorm room lottery. I get the alpha, and his name's Chad. And then I was like, wait, this is also the virgin. I was like, okay, I see where they're going. They're like, uh, this is an incel. And even the dad goes, like, in today's society, you can't just ruin a person 
you have to like ruin their reputation or like their the, the defame their character first and that's what they were doing with sam they're making sam in this movie to be like a, a monster they were trying to point to her maybe being the ghost face killer uh i felt bad for sam in this movie uh i felt real bad for her and then when her and and tara had that fight i wanted to slap the shit out of tara a part of me was like i hope you fucking die like you're being fucking rude okay like i i, I don't i just i i get wanting to move on with your life i understand that but i just dude i feel like my defenses would be up like i i mean i got into an accident in 2020 a car accident to this day I'm still dealing with some of that trauma to where certain things, like, I don't like to be out at certain times. I'm like, uh, no, we got to cut it early because we were in an accident. And I'm still dealing with that trauma, and it's 2023. You know, I'm slowly, like, getting over it. But this motherfucker had been, like, what, six months? And she's just like, we got to move on and live our lives. I'm like, bitch, what? Like, no. No, I'm sorry. But if Ghostface is always out there and Courtney Cox tries to tell him, you know, Gail Weathers is like trying to tell him that hey, you know they they don't stop, you won't stop, and General Taylor's like I just want to live my life and I want to get you know I want to go bump uglies with date rape Frankie upstairs you know it's just like, dude and it's Sam it's all sad and then they play a Billie Eilish song for less than three seconds which made no sense but they did it to like drive emotion and I'm like for three seconds come on, um. But uh, yeah, dude, uh, crazy. Re- th- that reveal was. I I, I thought it was. I thought it was good. I didn't like the reveal. Oh, I didn't like the 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 the, the, re- the people. The reasoning made sense. I was yeah. Upset. I was like, this is dumb. Give us Matthew <laughs> the letter back. Give us Stu. That's what kind of bothered me because after Ethan takes off his mask, I'm like, the next one's gonna be, the next one's gonna be Stu, and then it's the sister. And I'm like, really? You're the slut? Because that's what Mindy calls her slut. She's like, I prefer sex positive. I'm like, if Mindy called you a slut, you're a slut. Um, and then, like, and then it's like her. I'm like, her? Like, she was the other kid? I was like, really? That's so that, yeah. So I thought it was cool because it's three. You know, and then you said, oh, it's connected to the, the last one. But I, I, um,. I kind of agree with you on on that whole like it being uh, both of them. It just I I don't feel like I had enough time to sit with some of these characters. The detective we get the whole movie with him, mm-hmm. you know. But then like his little side henchmen who uh, are just out there slaying people together, um, all good at shooting guns. Um, so yeah, well you look at there you go. The dad was taught them at a young age. I guess Richie was just like. I don't want to use guns, Dad. I want to be a filmmaker. I want to. I, I, I think it's perfectly normal, Dad, if I order, you know, the clothing worn by these people that were slaughtered. And no, no part of the dad was like, yeah, that's that's yes and no. That's not coming in our fucking house. Like the dad was fucking, and he was a detective. On top of that, imagine that you can't even trust the fucking law enforcement because the detective himself is out there trying to fucking kill people for killing this crazy kid. What did you think about the the shrine? I thought that was pretty badass. I'm not gonna lie. I thought it was really cool. But then yeah. the 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 collector in me was like, I want that stab box set. I was like, uh, I want yeah. that. Stab. I want I want the artwork too. Like there was drawings in each one. I was like, I fucking want that. Um, I was like, I want that in my house. Like the entire thing. Yes, all dude. The, 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 the phones, the fucking TV, the the 
Now, this is memorabilia, people. I'm not saying I want... It's not like I'm going and looking up the victims of Richard Armitas and being like, oh, I want the, you know, the shirt they were wearing when they were stabbed in the middle of the night at the house. No, that's not... This is memorabilia that I'm talking about, and I wanted everything in the fucking room. I was like, this is a nice-ass shrine for the dad to just, like, keep here. Get all kind of... Well, no, it, it's fucked up. It was a fucked up shrine, but it was cool from a fan perspective. Uh, still, yeah, definitely... Then he had pictures of Dewey, fucking the drawings of Dewey, and I'm like, oh, you fucker. Um, let's talk about the subway scene. Uh, they're in New York. Want to so eat fresh? They, they, of course, <laughs> had a subway scene in New York. Yeah. Um, you see, you like all the the costumes they're wearing? You know, yes, we have. Guys. We get we got Hellraiser. We got Chucky. We got uh, Michael Myers. Um, Michael Myers. You got Jason. And then my, um, your favorite one, we had a callback from part five, the Babadook. Oh, really? Somebody was the Babadook? Thank God I didn't see that because I would have knocked off a machete. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, dude. Mojo Jojo. Somebody was just like Mojo Jojo. Yeah, that was funny. I was like, yeah, I told, I told Caitlin, I'm like, hey, dude, that was Mojo Jojo. She's like, where? I was like, it's, it's gone now. And it's fucking Mojo Jojo. That was, that was cool. I was like, yeah, that, you can that see like half of his cap. Yeah, you see half his cap in the cape, and I was like, "That's Mojo Jojo." Like, that's fucking really cool. Uh, <laughs> but um, uh, yeah, the costumes were that was really dope. But like, all the callbacks, like you have Kruger, and and I, I just think it was, it was, it was real nice to see those. Uh... Oh, there was a few Pennywises. I think one was just like Georgie. Somebody was just like Georgie too. They had the balloon. Um, I think that's really cool. I like when uh horror movies pay homage to other movies before them in some way, shape, or form. And uh, this movie definitely, definitely did it. The opening um, scene also had uh, Jason Takes Manhattan playing. Yes, they're watching it. Uh, he's watching it on a, on the TV. I was going to mention that earlier. So I thought that was that was really cool to see that. Um, but, uh, yeah, so the subway scene, how do, you, how do you feel about it? Um, I guess we can talk about the scene, like a couple scenes prior. I think it was like right before it. Uh, whenever they're all together trying to figure out who it is at the college, yeah. she breaks yes. down uh, that we're now in a franchise apparently because uh, all the screen movies are about different stereotypes, I guess. Yes. And uh, they all point to the new people. And then, like, you know, they, maybe it could be, uh, I keep forgetting his name, Ethan. Ethan. Um, but he was saying, like, oh, like, why would I be it whenever. I didn't select the the dorm. It's like, well, you could have rigged it. And yeah. then uh, they point at Quinn as well um, and whatnot. And uh, you can see them both like react. And then they point out like, why wouldn't it be one of the new people or one of the old people? Like, oh, because we're the core four, whatever the hell they say. And yeah. Whatnot. But uh, yeah, they're pointing out and everything. And since then, Mindy starts um, being weary of... Um, you forget his name. Damn it, Ethan. Yes. And so they get on the subway. Everybody goes together except for Mandy and Ethan. They get trapped and they have to go to the next subway, so they're alone. And uh, yeah, the whole scene is basically what. You know what almost made me think that Chad was up to something is they ask, "Where's Mindy?" Oh, she's on the other train with Ethan. But Ethan, Mindy had not texted Chad that she was on the train with him yet. If you pay attention to the messages, she hadn't even she had just sent that. Like so he answered and I was kinda like, What? 
And I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. So I don't know if that was like a mistake in the movie, but it kind of like for a while, it kind of like, wait, is Chad doing something? Like, what the fuck? So it was probably, again, it was probably to throw off the, like, who could be the killer. But yeah, yeah, yeah I, I, I didn't mean to interrupt, my bad. I really wanted it to be Chad. But anyways, um, yeah, <laughs> it's them two in the subway, a whole bunch of ghost faces in it. And um, she pretty much gets uh, stabbed uh, in the back corner. No one even sees her getting stabbed. Which I think I is know. bullshit for some reason. Like I, I don't think. I thought I thought about that for a second, but then I've seen videos of people in New York doing crazy shit on subway trains, and people do not look, bro. Like these are like actual recorded videos. Like New Yorkers, I, I've heard like people that have gone to New York. They said, "Dude, New Yorkers are fucking rude. They do not give two shits about you. They will look away." And I've actually seen like subway footage of people getting knocked out. I mean, not too long ago, a guy was pushed into the subway tracks. And nobody batted an eye. You know, it's just like, so a part of me was like, yeah, that kind of feels like New York too. It's kind of like, you know, it's not my problem. You know, like, uh, that's not, no, don't get involved in that. Which is crazy because that wouldn't happen in the great state of Texas. But um, we're very kind here. Of course, you I'd know. I'd say Scream 7 comes to Texas. Yo, also, I don't think it would last because a lot of people carry it. So <laughs> it's like, oh, a dude wielding a knife. That's great. Cool. Uh, honey. I mean, he did have, have a shotgun in this one. Yeah, but a shotgun versus a bunch of people with, like, handhelds? <laughs> Is it, you're going to shoot everybody in the corner store? <laughs> no. <laughs> but, um... But, but yeah, dude, uh, Port... I, 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 I'm growing to, like... I like Minnie's character a lot. I like that she's the somewhat uh, comedic relief. Uh, she also says, too, like, now that we're a franchise, fuck the legacy characters. Anybody can die. And then she mentions, like, look at Luke Skywalker, look at Tony Stark, and I'm like, really? Really? You're going to bring up Tony Stark right now? And then she's like, uh, they had to be killed off in order to continue the franchise. To keep the franchise going. And I was kind of like, oh, so, so so Gail and Sydney, they're now open, like, open bait. And I'm like, oh, fuck. Um, you know what scene I liked? When Gail uh, uh, me, uh, is trying to interview Sam and um, she gets pissed and swings at her and she dodges it. And she's like, oh, I've been there before. But then Tara to fucking smacks her. I was like, first of all, cool-ass dodge from Gail. I was like, okay, I feel it. But then the fucking Tara coming, I was like, okay, I vibe. And then, yes, it was very asshole of fucking Gail to write a fucking story. But that's who Gail Weathers is. She's like that character that you love and hate. And then, like, even with her thing, whenever Ghostface is telling her, like, I really thought it would be you. Like, it would make so much more sense for the story. Like... Think about it. Like, Sydney's doing this. Dewey's doing that. You know, Gail needs her story. The way it's kind of explaining, I thought I thought that was a really cool scene, too. The whole uh, Gail versus Ghostface scene was dope. How do you um, feel about the all the deaths? Do you think they needed more or less? Or um, to me, okay, uh, do you remember a lot, of, a lot of people when they saw Halloween, uh, Halloween Kills? Like, right off the bat, Michael Myers is taking on a whole fleet of fucking firefighters. Like, nobody was safe in that movie. He was killing left and right. But for me, I was like... Like, I was excited. And I think this film... Like, I love to see death. But again, a lot of times, some... Like, in the case of the Terrifier, where you throw away story to show more gore, uh, I prefer there to be a balance sometimes. And for this film, I feel like that balance was there. Uh, although, again, 
I would have loved to see more deaths. And again, the fucking core four are still the fucking core four, man. It's like you, you really had us believing that. Of course, I don't want Chad to die. Chad's a cool dude. But still, for this movie, to survive that many knife wounds, I mean, come on, bro. What are these kids drinking or eating? Are they on? That's what this is. Okay, now to our sponsor, Logan Paul. <laughs> and KSI to talk about Prime Energy. Um, You're not but, uh, about Prime. Huh? <laughs> right. If we actually got sponsored by Logan Paul, I'd probably be like, whoa, what the, that's, this is random as fuck, but thank you. Um, that man got some bags, so, uh, um, but yeah, yeah dude. I think, I think a sponsorship with him would be, uh, Pokemon cards only. Oh, shit. Wow. There you go. Um, but, but yeah, I'm still, I'm still kind of on that whole, like, the, the I think, I, I would at least think that one of the core four would die in this film. Uh, but I think they're going to save it for the, because neither of them die. Uh, Mindy gets stabbed, so she's not dead. Uh, Chad gets stabbed multiple times and still survives. So I'm sorry, but for this next one, you're going to have to kill either Sam or Tara. It, it has to be done. You know, the writers, they did it to themselves. Um, we just cannot have them continue to be like, oh. Um, so, yeah, I'm also mad because the core four was actually a nickname that me and my friend Tomas, John, and Juan gave each other when we were in high school. <laughs> we were called the Core Four and the Core Four Horsemen, and I actually still had a Facebook group from where we're named that, and I could pull it up. So when I heard that shit, I was like, really, you copyright fuckers? All right, I see it. But um, but yeah, man. It's, I, uh, I think it had the right amount of deaths. It's just that, or kill, kill scenes, but like, Joe Weathers, they played it where she's about to die. They could have just let her die. Like, there's no reason for her to come back in parts of it. No reason whatsoever. Unless you're going to have her have, don't, have don't. a happy ending and just leave. That's it, like Sydney. But we don't need her yeah. in parts of it. That's what I'm saying. I, th- this Okay, here's the thing that scares me is, like, I feel like these, the people that brought back the franchise that were like, we're going to go ahead and do a Scream 5, it was one of those, like, scenarios where they, they didn't think that these movies could could carry themselves without there being a big name behind it. So it's like, nobody's going to come see Scream 5 if we don't have Dewey, Sydney, and Gale in it, you know? So then, but for this film, I was like, no, we've kind of cemented the core four. We like these characters. We don't need Gale again. Like, we just kind of, we don't need Gale. So she could have died, you know? Like, I liked her last line, too. Tell Sydney that he didn't get me. It's like, dude, that's the... You're giving these people perfect lines, and then you're not killing them. It's like you're ruining any chance there was of like making a statement, and it's, it's just gone. You 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 ruined it. Um. So yeah, I feel like this the 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 the, the film it could have with her dying. It's perfect reason to have Cindy come back in case they do give her the bag. Yes, exactly, exactly. It gives motive. You just gave motive for her to be like, oh fuck this, you know. Um. And instead, it's like, no, we're just going to fucking act like we were going to do that. Huh, LOL, just kidding. Like, Gail Weathers is still alive. She could have died. Mindy got stabbed a couple times. I don't think she could have died. So I'm glad she, she didn't die. I like her as the comedy yeah. along with... Yeah. She, she has the, the perfect balance of being a Randy. Yes, yeah. like she's, she's like a, a reincarnation of, of Jimmy Kennedy, but at the same time, she's her own character. Yeah. So I, 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 like, I like Mindy. I think she's dope as fuck. I don't have a problem with her character. But I think Shad should have died. He got stabbed multiple, yeah. multiple, multiple times. Yeah. As, as, as sad as it is, 
as sad as it is, and I think that's what this movie kind of lacked. It lacked in giving that kill, like Dewey's kill in the fifth movie. You know, you're like, oh, fuck, you know. It, and because nobody died, it didn't give me that feel. And I was just like, okay, missed opportunity. Um, so, um, go ahead. I do hope that if they do make part seven, which I'm pretty sure they are, everybody's saying that they want to, uh, Sam to fully turn as the killer. Because they seemed like that where it was going at the end of the movie. Yeah, she didn't keep the fucking mask, which is stupid as fuck. But um, yeah, it made for a cool, like. cool like cinematography scene. But um, yeah, uh, I really hope they either have Terra become the killer, or have them both become the killer. Like that, bro. Like that. Like part seven, mm-hmm. and I think uh, on Monday the Cinepoint podcast are talking about um, I think it was Juan who said um, one of them said by the I'm pretty sure it was Juan um said to have it be uh, Terra, Jen Ortega, and then it'd be the first time that the killer doesn't die and have her come back for a party. Like, it looks like she's dead, but then, like, they give us, like, a little fire chase, and they always come back shit. Or they could just, they could do where Sam does live up to her serial killer tendencies and collabs with Stu. Think about it. Maybe she wants to know more about her dad. You know, like who he was because I'm fighting these urges, you know, gets in contact with Stu, who we think is dead. And he kind of like convinces her to like, you know, carry the legacy. We can continue this. We can do this. You know what I mean? And so and then she be becomes the perfect reason to bring back Sydney. Yep. And have him yeah. finally kill Sydney. Then yep. they both finally die. And then maybe, yep. maybe Tara kills Sam. Yes, so you got Tara killing Sam and Sydney killing uh Sydney and Stu kill each other in the process. So Sydney still dies, but it's one of those where it's like her death it came at a cost. Like she had to to save everybody, she was gonna die in the process. And yeah, you have Tara kill Sam. Boom. 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 Because if we go into the Scream Nine, then you better bring in Vin Diesel. All right, That's you better bring in the fast well. franchise. That's where you're you're headed. Once you hit that nine mark, we better see family. All right. Uh, yeah. fucking, uh, uh, Ed from the same podcast saying, um, you're going to be seeing, uh, Vin Diesel <laughs> ride in on his car, like, uh, going off a ramp and everything, having the fucking <laughs> knife out the window. <laughs> I'm making an iconic fucking, scene, honestly. Fucking drifting. <laughs> <laughs> you give us that part, sure, man. one. Yeah, dude. This is what we need. We need that crossover. Cross it over with Jurassic World as well. Make it all three. Yeah. Yeah. And then throw in Scooby-Doo for the fuck of it as well. Yeah, you just randomly just like Scooby makes an appearance. And just like, row, row. Like, that's it. Like, that. that's the only thing you need. Or, uh, randomly kill Velma while she's looking for her glasses. Be hilarious. <laughs> but, uh, anything else you want to talk about the movie? Um, I, I think I was going to bring up a point... It reminded me of another film that it just completely slipped my mind, and it's kind of been like lingering in the back of my head. I do not remember it. Um, all in all, though, I thoroughly like enjoyed this movie. Um, usually, I have trouble, like even if it's fresh in my head, I have trouble like remembering certain things in a movie. But I feel like this one kind of stuck with me to where I remembered a lot of it. I really did enjoy it. I I, uh, I thought this movie was was great. Um, it brought the the killing. Uh, but, excuse me, every idea we've thrown 
for where it went wrong. It's stuff that can be worked on and can be fixed. And I really think that in order to make another film, bringing Stu back is, is a good idea. And having Sam carry her father's legacy is a good idea. So then we get the, Sydney to return and die. And we can get Tara to kill Sam as hard as it may be. So heartstrings are pulled in both directions. We get these new guys. Your heart's hurt. You get the legacy characters. Your heart's hurt. So, okay, well, like I was saying earlier, every Scream movie makes fun of a trope, pretty much. Talks about a trope. Yeah. Yeah. Scream 1 was about horror movie tropes in general. Scream 2 was about horror sequels. Scream 3 was about... Um, what was that one? That was that one about trilogies. And also uh, re-rewrites because of things leaking at the time. Yeah. So uh, part 4 was about reboots. Part 5 was about reboot sequels. Requels. Requels, yeah. Part 6 now was about franchises. Franchise. What's next for Part 7? It would if it was like if we if we look at okay we're at Scream Six Seven, uh if we close it off with Scream Seven, then it has to be about like ending a franchise or like closing off uh, a a fan base or finally like coming to an end, uh and then you can mention how there's no more, you know the uh the end of Friday the Thirteenth, the end of uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, the end of uh maybe the of, final uh, screen. Yeah, like you would, you would, you would have to go there. You know what I mean? Like, um, how every franchise eventually has to just, you know, put itself at because you've run out of, you've exhausted everything that you could have done with the franchise. Uh, you've done the 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 sequels, the trilogies, the requels. The you know what I mean? Like, it, by then it's like, let it, let it, let it, let it die. You know, it's had a great run. Let's uh, not overstay our visit, or you know. And that's what it could be about. Ending ending a franchise. Closing off a franchise. Add something else in my head but I forgot what it was going to be about. I forgot. Damn. She's a bunch of tacos. That bit's the best of us. But um, if you want to do taglines, uh, the tagline for this movie was New York, New Rules. That's really good. Um, I didn't like it. That's so basic. Um, yeah, it's basic, but it's like I don't know. Like for some reason, taglines aren't like Hollywood's like avoiding them now. From the trailer, I was so upset that the line wasn't in it, which was um, "I'm something different." Oh, Damn, that wasn't in the movie at all. But yeah, I would put "I'm built different." Damn, I'm built exactly. I'm about that life. I'm about that life, dude. It'd be like. That's yeah. Big apple, bigger kills. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, did they call it New York? No, they call it Vegas. Where's the city that never sleeps? Vegas. Vegas. Okay. Yeah. Well. Uh, and part seven. Imagine yeah. that one in Vegas. Yeah, it's like the city that never sleeps. That's the, that's the slogan. And the then Freddy Krueger comes out. Then Freddy comes out. Um. I don't know, man. Um, since Wes Craven passed away, like, uh, don't listen to anything to that, but Scream have been, uh, they've been focusing on the kills more. 
Yeah. Because I feel like West Carver is more focused on the meta comedy side. Yeah. <laughs> they have a mug of Scream. They have a mug? No, is that what you have? Yeah, I was pulling him off. Oh, I'm sorry. I was I was pulling off a little figure. Because you can, you can take him off of that, and then you can take him off the, the, this little stand, too. That's pretty so it's cool, like, man. yeah, dude, it does. I bet you they're sold out already. If, just go go with the gun. Be like, check the back. Sir, we don't have... Check the fucking back. <laughs> check the back. But, um... Yeah, uh, that's taglines. And, uh, anything else you want to talk about before uh, before we close off the chapter of Scream? I want to say it's been a fun ride, and I really enjoyed this film. Um, definitely, to me, it... You know what? It's even worth a theater watch, in my opinion. It's if you want to spend your money and you're like I don't know no tickets cost a lot of money, I, I would say for this film, it's well worth. I didn't walk out of the theater disappointed with the money I had spent. Kind of want to watch it again. Yeah, so do I now. I'm seeing if there's any any showings right now. I want to, but at the same time, Shazam comes out, so I'm like ah, sorry. Shazam ain't gonna be as good, is it? I'm not saying that Shazam's would be great, but I still want to watch Shazam. So it's like, um, I mean, I, I mean, I sat there in a movie yesterday uh, that I thought was just like mediocre. It was kind of okay, uh, and it, it just came out the same day he screamed in that movie, '65, with Adam Driver. Because I love oh, Adam uh, Driver. Uh, the guy from um... Star Wars. Yeah, there you go, Star Wars. Yeah, Ben Solo, Kylo Ren. He should be the next Ghostface. I know what I have to do, but I don't think I have the strength to do it. Uh, I think Jonah Tucker should be the next Ghostface. He'd be kind of short, a little short king. I bet you she can still kill Dewey. Watch, watch her tripping over the the gown <laughs> <laughs> in every scene. That's rude. That's rude. I'm a short king, bro. I can say whatever I want. <laughs> Uh, before we close out, the next uh, movie review is next week, March 22nd, and it's top five 90s horror movies. Uh, me and Manny are going to list our top five horror movies from 1990. Uh, might be a quick episode, might not be an hour, I don't know. Um, depends on what we got to say about that movie. But, yeah. And after that, we got March 29th, it will be The Barbarian, which is on HBO Max, I believe. And then we have April set to go. April 5th will be The Menu, which is on HBO Max as well. Followed by April 12th, which will be our another top five. It'll be our top five Scream King slash Queen. And then April 19th will be a new movie, new theater movie. Uh, horror comedy, Renfield. Renfield? Renfield. Yeah. Followed by April 26th, which will be another new movie as well. And it'll be Evil Dead Rise. Yeah, so excited for that film. Back man. to back in April for new horror movies. We ready? We're out here to bring y'all the crisp, beautiful taste of horror, and and the take our takes on it too. Um, I don't know when Juan's coming back. Juan well, was supposed to come back today, but uh, some stuff happened. So uh, it might be us for the foreseeable future again. Still. Uh, Juan, come back whenever. Uh, Nick's always welcome on, of course, but as of right now, it's us two for Friday the 14th. With that, 
Thank y'all for watching. Thank you for listening. We'll catch y'all guys <laughs> on the next one. Peace. Yes. Love. Peace. Tacos. Tacos. It's a